Monkey Catcher, said Ire, and that became Chinma's new name. Father was against paying Chinma anything for the monkeys he caught. We've been feeding him for all these years. It's about time he started earning his way. But Ire said it was business, and in business you pay everybody something so they'll work harder. So now Chinma was important and had money. A hundred naira for every monkey, five hundred for the papa monkeys, two thousand if he brought in a whole family. He almost always got the families. Once he got the papa monkey, it was pretty easy to get the babies, and once he had the babies, he could use them as bait to get the mamas. Ire bought cages for the monkeys, and it didn't take many weeks before all the white-faced monkeys in their neighborhood were gone or hiding. So they got in the family truck and began to range far out into the country. Father and Ire had bribed all the right people so there was no trouble with police, or the roaming gangs of thugs and brigands who, as often as not, were the police out of uniform or their brothers-in-law. It seemed like a safe way to make money, and it all depended on Chinma's knack for climbing trees, winning the trust of monkeys, and bringing them down in good condition, every member of the family. Ire said that somewhere far away, South Africa or Great Britain or America, scientists were studying the white-faced monkey because its cries seemed to be like language. Not our language, said Father, and everyone laughed. Only it wasn't really all that funny, since only about three thousand people spoke their language, Ayere, and all of them lived right there in Quara State. They knew that other tribes had lost their language, for to survive in Nigeria you had to know at least one of the major languages, Igbo, Yoruba, Hausa. And if you had any hope of becoming educated, you had to learn English as well. How many languages could one head hold? They ought to take us to America and study our language, said Ire. With our luck, said Father, they'd take us to Liberia. But the truth was, they were very lucky. This white-faced monkey trade was bringing in cash, which there had never been very much of in their village of Oyi. Our oil well, father called it. But he meant the monkeys, not Chinma, even though Chinma caught every single monkey they sold. When he mentioned this thought to mother, she slapped his shoulder twice and very sternly told him, And who drives the truck? And who found out that these monkeys were worth something? And who fed you all your life till now? You think you're so important. He apologized. But he was important, and he knew it. Nobody told him to shut up now. Nobody in the family forgot his name. He was Monkey Catcher, and when the family was making money, he was right there, up a tree, catching it and bringing it down to them. Until one day, in a remote stand of trees, not even large enough to call it a woods, surrounded by grasslands on all sides, Chin Ma climbed a tree and found a troop of white-faced monkeys that had no timidity at all. They did not scamper away from him. He did not have to coax them. They just sat there, waiting for him. The papa monkey hissed and showed his teeth. He snapped at Chinma, too, but he did not run away. Chinma avoided the teeth and carried him down the tree. "'He's a biter,' said Chinma to Ire. "'So am I,' said Ire, and laughed." whereupon the papa monkey twisted around in Ire's hand and bit him savagely on the thumb. Ire shouted and dropped the monkey, but Chinma immediately caught it again. It was easy, because the monkey ran away so slowly. "'Are you all right?' Chinma asked Ire. "'Just put it in the cage,' said Ire testily, 
and he resumed sucking on the wound. Get the rest of the family. As Chinma brought down each of the babies, it was one of the other brothers, not Ire, who put them in the cages. Ire sat in the cab of the truck, sucking on his wound and keeping up a low murmur of cursing. There were only two females. It was not a large troop, because it shared the stand of trees with an aggressive troop of red-bellied Gwenon monkeys. Chinma only recognized them because his family had brought him books about monkeys after he became valuable to them. These Gwenons were very rare, especially such a large group, and most people thought the only ones still alive were in the West Africa biodiversity hotspot. It was very important that these monkeys were here. Chinma decided not to tell the brothers about them. They would want to catch them and sell them too, and Chinma knew it would take a lot more bribes because these monkeys were so endangered. Instead, Chinma would tell a scientist about them so they could get protected. Of course, that would mean going into...